Hi, welcome to Isolation Conversations. With Ben and Jen. And Jen! Oh, that yeah. was me. Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. We're already, we're already doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Putting the Q&A in quarantine. <laughs> we have a very special guest, somebody who is near and dear to both of our hearts. That's uh, true. I fell in love with her when I came to a show at Alchemy and the two of you were doing your NPR host. I had oh, never yeah. seen her before, and I knew you from class. And I was just enamored. Uh, yeah, please. I probably, I probably met her, uh, unfortunately, when I was an 18-year-old and shouldn't have met anybody that I was going to be lifelong friends with. <laughs> I don't know. If they can know you in your teenage years, they can know you through your good years, too. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, Without please. Further. Yeah. Welcome, Meg Pearson. Ah! Yay! Hi, guys. Hi, Gene and Ben. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here with you guys. Uh, you're our first official guest, and I think you're honestly the best way to kick off this hopefully limited edition podcast. Yeah, I know. Lord right. willing, and the creek don't rise. All right. <laughs> cool. So uh, for the people who, who may not know or who haven't checked in in a while, tell us who you are. Yeah. So uh, I am Meg Pearson. I currently live in Brooklyn, New York, although... Uh, really currently, I am in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, with my family sheltering in place. Uh, but in addition to my day job, I'm also a comedian. I have two monthly shows at a place called Caveat in the Lower East Side, which is kind of a center for uh, nerdy nightlife. It's pretty great. Uh, and in my spare time, I enjoy eating tacos, and I am a big fan of walrus videos. There you go. Huh. huh. Yeah. I, uh, that's that's something I did not know about you, and I thought I knew a lot. I feel Listen, like we've already learned something. This podcast is totally worth it. I found the best video yesterday that is well worth a watch. I'll send it to both of you of uh, there's a a walrus, a walrus calf, although I think it's a little bit older now, but it was uh, orphaned and, you know, found off the coast of uh, Alaska and then brought to uh, the New York Aquarium. And uh, he was super, he's super playful. And um, it ends with him snuggling on his trainer's lap uh, because he Aww. needs cuddles. Oh, and that's, that's, like the, that's the wholesome alternative to Tiger King we all need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and uh, and and more hippos farting. Uh, yeah, got a big big fan, big fan of hippos farting. Just yeah. just while no. we're on the subject of, of animal videos and and body functions, uh, nothing nothing to me tops that panda that surprises itself by sneezing. <laughs> yes, uh, like I don't know the monkey. The monkey smelling his finger after it's been in his butt and then he falls off the branch. That's true. That's true. I confession, and maybe this is starting off on the wrong foot. I do not find monkeys cute or uh, I like monkeys. I think I'm thinking more apes. I'm Uh, not a fan of of apes. Well, they can rip you apart. Yeah, they can. And, and, you know, I don't mind. Again, big, big walrus and hippo fan over here, but uh, but just not a fan. Maybe it's because they're almost in the uncanny valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's different for different people, kind of like what's acceptable, you know, uh, and, and I, I could definitely see uh, a, a small cat sized creature with strangely humanoid hands being uh, being too far in the valley for you. 
Yeah, I don't want to put an animal in a diaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's a thing for me. Okay. Just to start it off on on that foot. No, no diapers exactly. for animals. I think here. we set exactly some boundaries. It's to remind us what the world was like in the before times, and not putting an animal in a diaper. That's that's perennial, right? That's that's here for that's here to stay. Yeah, it's true. Uh, is is that the first question? I, are you guys going to ask me questions, or can I just dive into what I okay. remember from before? You are was question number one, which means yeah. now it's time for question two. Oh, how has your daily routine changed? Yeah, so um, we are uniquely set up for a survival situation uh, or, or sheltering in place uh, because we homeschooled for so long. And uh, because of that, we have a classroom all set up, uh, which has become my office because I am too loud on the phone. Uh, <laughs> I have Dude, been told. Same. Yeah. Same. I don't know why my my voice, uh, uh, I project on the phone. I think it's to, uh, it's, it's almost like when, uh, you know, again, an ape or really any number of animals make their voice sound louder to intimidate. I think that's what I'm doing on every conference call. Right. So something something about business just makes you think that your your uh, your space and possibly your family are threatened and you need to make sure that any Jaguars who are going to be on this conference call know that you're asserting dominance. A hundred percent. And and that Jaguar's name is Kathy. And I'll call <laughs> her out right now. Uh, yeah. Kathy. She knows she knows what she's doing. Kathy in finance. Right. Every time. Kathy, Kathy yeah. you are you are the Karen to that group. Truly. Uh, that reminds me very much of a time when I uh, was a business person and we were all hanging out, I think, at one of the pizza places and I had to step aside to take a phone call and I came back and and your face was one of shock. Like, ooh, who who was that on the phone? Do you remember that? I So I remember seeing Business Jen. I've seen Business Jen uh, when, when I've seen you in your place of work and I've, I've seen you just turn on the business gen and it is always a shock to me. And, and I don't know why it is because, uh, you know, you can, you can handle yourself. I'll, I don't know if we're swearing on this, so I'll call you a yeah, BA. Yeah, yeah. No, we All can right. swear. All right. I'll say a badass and I'll, I'll stand by it. Uh, so yeah, I've definitely had those moments where I thought, boy, uh, I don't want to mess with Jen. I don't want to get the business end of Jen. Ooh. Totally. So, it's intense. Ben, have right. you ever seen the business end of Jen? I I'm not sure. I'm sure, like I I you know I I accept uh, I accept my friends in, in in all their versions, and so I'm sure that if I've if I've met business Jen, uh, it's it's only uh, triggered more of my uh, my my tendency to just go like, oh well, I defer to the loudest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know that I would recognize that and go like, oh, Jin was Jin was mean at that time. I would just go like, oh, uh, I had done something wrong. <laughs> I don't think I would ever direct. Also, uh, the what was it? The the end. The business Jin end had a, had a strange mouth feel to it. Business end of business Jin. Business the business end of business Jin. Sounds like uh, a good uh, like a detective novel. Ooh, yeah. all right. I got another thing. Another project. Uh, yeah, so so your your daily routine has mainly changed because a you don't you're not in Brooklyn right now, right? Uh, anything else major change about that? Yeah, you know what's really interesting um, 
that I am noticing. It, it's interesting to be back with with your family. And I I don't know about you guys, but I think one of the things that I wasn't expecting to feel was uh, all of my FOMO. Um, mm. But mostly because I kept thinking, well, there's no way that I can feel FOMO because we're all stuck inside. And that actually hasn't been the case. You can still go on Instagram and social media and and envy everyone <laughs> around you. Um, and it's crazy because I definitely thought I, I would just nest and I wouldn't feel that. But instead, I, um, you know, I have this idea of like, oh, I, I wish I could show you guys right now. Uh, but I have a wall of post-it notes of little projects that I really want to be doing in my spare time. And remarkably, I haven't really gotten to almost any of them. I did make bangers and mash for dinner tonight. And I was proud Ooh, of that. You, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's enough sometimes. Uh, that actually yeah. brings us to, to the next question. Uh, what hobbies slash other things are you doing to stay occupied during the self-isolation? Yeah, that's a great question. So I did start embroidery, uh, which has been fun. Yeah. I've always wanted to do embroidery, but it harkens back to the fact that uh, if I could lead a second life, it would be a, as a Colonial Williamsburg reenactor. Right. Uh, big fan. I'm so sorry for any Colonial Williamsburg reenactors that are, are on here. Of course, I mean historical interpreter. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, is, is that a huge, did you just make a real big faux pas with, with, with those individuals? You know, I I think people from Colonial Williamsburg, aside from like the one guy in the Smithy, would probably be cool with it. Um, it was interesting when I worked at the History Museum. We talked a lot about reenactors, and there was just a general understanding that I could at any point call the Rev War reenactors, the the Revolutionary War. <laughs> but I never once hired Civil War reenactors. Because in the words of one of the Rev War reenactors, he was like, yeah, my family used to do the Civil War reenactors, but those guys don't know the war's over. <laughs> oh, uh, my father-in-law, whenever you say Civil War, he'll go, excuse me? I think you mean the War of Northern Aggression. Oh, boy. Yeah. Does, and does not, he mean that? Uh, yes, but they're not like overly racist. It's just a, a Southern South Carolina pride thing. I, I don't is, know what it's is the about. Most, this is the most like Southern equivocating when you say that person's not that racist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, compared to other people I'm related to. Uh, nah, I mean, nah. it's, 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 a, it's a relatable part about being a progressive white Southern person of being like, look, this person's like not great. But you know, yeah, doing those uh, doing those little 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 waffles. Yeah, I mean, like he's not a hard R. Uh... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's steer this back on track. I have a question about what. It, so embroidery specifically is what? Because I know, like, I know, like people mess up. You know, crochet versus knitting. So is totally. embroidery like doilies? Is embroidery like putting a patch on something? What's what specifically is embroidery? Yeah. So an embroidery. I mean, I'm. And, and the reason that I brought up Colonial Williamsburg is when I'm doing embroidery, I'm doing more like an 18th century, mid, mid 18th century style where I've got a, a, a number of uh, specific types of um, uh, 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 stitches that I can do. So it's, it's not, you know, I used to do cross stitching when I was younger, uh, but this is, you know, I do uh, something called the Lazy Daisy 
stitch. Uh, I do the long, the long stitch. Uh, those are really the only two that I can do right now. Uh, and I'll be honest, it looks a bit like a rat's nest in the uh, behind. Uh, like if you look on the other side of the embroidery, but on sure. the front, it actually looks like it's coming together and it's been very soothing. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. proud of myself. So are I, you I follow, stitching I like... Subreddit. Sorry, I follow a subreddit that's, that's, that's like oddly satisfying, those things that come together like right at the end and it's like, ooh, all those little pieces just fall into place. Is it kind of that feeling? It is. And it, you know what's been really nice? So we um, we went down to my, my family's lake house uh, this weekend and it was just the nicest thing to get up a little bit earlier than everyone else, make myself a cup of coffee and just sit outside and listen to birds while uh, uh, doing embroidery. And it was, it was just one of the best play- things. And I truly thought, this is what my great-grandmother did. <laughs> and I looked off into the middle distance for a minute. And you just stared because there's I did. nothing else to do. There was a lot uh, of you, staring. Are you, like, uh, in, it's not drawing. Are you embroidering flowers or what's... Do you have a pattern that you're working with? Are you freehanding? Like, what are you doing? I wish I was freehanding it. That would be super cool. I'm not there yet, uh, but I am following a pattern. I'm worried because on Amazon, it said, if you get it even the slightest bit wet, the pattern will completely disappear. We had a slight brush in with a lot of dew. uh, And and truly, it was only the Lord's hand that prevented it uh, from getting wet. It was almost, almost a biblical miracle. Uh, so wow. the it, it's as if the embroidery is being protected. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to come when I finish this embroidery, but I, right. I think I think it's going to be really good. Almost like, well, I was going to uh, compare it to when Odysseus's wife finally oh, completes her uh, the yeah. tapestry. Yeah, but uh, no one is trying to marry me, and oh, I, right. that's that's a different. The you know what? I'm, Listen, now that I'm thinking that through the Odyssey, of. that does not work. Yes, but uh, but the thing is, is that we're we're going back to olden times. You may you may be betrothed and not know it. I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, my dad was counting the sheep and and on the phone with a, a what sounded to be a very grisly man. Yeah, he probably um, lives in the mountains. Oh, so I hope you uh, you can chop some wood or turn some butter because I'm going to have to embroider my own clothes now. It'll be crazy. It's unclear unclear how many sheep make a dowry these days. So you don't know exactly what he was, you know, what he was counting the sheep for. Our sheep are old and fat. It is what it is. And you have to think about uh, the fact that if you have to make your own clothes, you really only need two outfits. Your everyday working outfit and then a Sunday outfit. That's true. The real question is, you know, do we, are we just comfortable with the musk? Once we get into the mountains, is that is that the new normal? Just a musk? Well, it's, it's, it's chillier, so you mm, won't yeah. sweat as much. So the musk is not as potent. And the mountain you, air I, is I, so I, full of pine and such. Oh, that's I true. I don't, I don't think that you're going to be, you know. Plus, I think the, plus I think the sheep the will be there. And, sure. and think of all the apples. I imagine he'll have a, a very a rich orchard of apples. Yeah. He has a very large or, orchard planting. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's true. Thanks, guys. I I really actually feel better about this. Good. That's yeah. you know, that's the whole that's the whole point. That's why we even started this this whole uh, this whole experiment. And uh, and you know what? After we've talked about you being married off to a mountain man, aside from that, 
I'll move on to our next question. Uh, what would take your shelter in place to the next level? Like Ooh. something that you, that if you had, you would just be like, boom, this is perfection. Oh man. Um, Oh, my own bathtub. Oh yeah. I love taking baths. Uh, it is like a luxury that like, and that's been the best thing about, uh, living in a studio apartment is Mm. I, I take a bath when I want to, how I want to. And, um, and I'll tell you that, that not having a bathtub and, you know, I've got two bathtubs that are at my disposal here, but, um, one of them I share with a 14 year old and one of them I share with my stepfather. And, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm respecting everybody's boundaries, right. you know, so I, I don't really, I'm not at leisure to, to just bathe at will, which believe me, if I was uh, sheltering in place in, uh, in Brooklyn, I'd be bathing all the time. What else can you do in a, in a room that's the size of a, a, an economy embassy suites? Speaking <laughs> of economy I, streets, I'm, I'm currently in a Hilton Garden Inn hotel room, and I very much considered upgrading to a jacuzzi suite because I have to be here for 14 days. You uh, should have for a work trip. And I thought about just becoming like a, a marine person, just becoming like half half water man. Did you when, guys ever see Splash? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it always freaked me out, but really stayed with me that she like has to relieve herself by getting into the bathtub and just pouring a bunch of salt in it. It That was such a visual for me as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I just realized when, when you said first... Splash, I was thinking of the Disney original movie where the boy turns out to be a mermaid man, a, a, mer, a mer person. Yeah. I was not I don't know Splash that Splash. I, I want to say it's called like Aqua Boy. It's not that, but it's something like that. Aqua Boy. Hmm. So when I first, I'll try this again. When I first moved to South Carolina, I lived in this really badass apartment in Easley. Um, and I didn't know a lot of people. Uh, and so a lot of my time was either spent at work or home drinking by myself. But I had the greatest bathroom of all time. It had three chandeliers, uh, one above the toilet, which I call the chandelier. Uh, and then the bathtub was perfect because it was made for one. It was a jacuzzi tub and I can get my knees and my boobs underwater at the same time. It's a big deal. Uh, Yeah. I'm over six foot, so I can't even do that. Well, I'm a, I'm a large woman with big old titties and it was, it was heaven. Um, But I would sit in there and I had a wine bottle opener uh, on the, on the tile next to me and I would prop up my computer and I would sit in the bathtub and watch movies. Yes. Oh my gosh, that that's my, my favorite thing. Yep, that was uh, two bottles of wine in a movie. I was a very sad person back then. Oh, All right, so can I, I amend my answer? Oh, please do, please. Oh, Ben, you had something on the subject of bathtubs. Um, no, no, if, you're, if you're amending an answer, we should we should do that first. Please. So I I want to say if I can add two one more thing a bathtub and then also frankly uh, you know you brought up the wine I. Um, I feel weird drinking as, as much as I would like to around my family. And it's been fine. But, you know, like a bottle, uh, you know, we've got two bottles here at the house. And I've, I've just been sort of watching them. And like a glass or two in the evenings is pretty normal for me, but not normal for my family. And so I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And it would, I, you know, I hear all of these stories. I'm not looking to get tanked every night, but I... 
I would love to feel a little bit more comfortable drinking uh, during yeah. this quarantine. I don't know. What have you guys been doing drink wise? I, uh, the first two weeks I was wandering around very lost until I put structure in my life and I drank a lot, uh, those first two weeks. I actually promised Adam, I was like, I promise I won't be drunk every night of quarantine. And I said something to my mom and she was like, well, alcoholism runs in our family. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I promise I won't be an alcoholic as soon as quarantine is over. But I haven't, um, now that I have structure and have, and have found normalcy, I drink, I have a Saturday night, uh, happy hour with some friends and like, I haven't had any drinks. I mean, it's, it's, what is today? Tuesday. So I haven't had a drink Sunday, Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I, uh, because you can't Instacart beer in Alaska, uh, I, I have not had, I haven't had beer in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably better for my stomach. Not like, not like, uh, uh, digestively, but just like losing any amount of weight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I've, I've been, I've been also not drinking as much. Um, not that I drank a lot. I would usually drink like one very heavy beer, uh, a day. Or yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but I get that. It is one of those things, you know, I, I made some comment the first week and, you know, my, my parents made a joke about me being a lush. And then from there, I was like, I can't be the one to, to, to say, let's open a bottle of wine. Uh, so I just sort of look over and kind of hope that someone will, you know, <laughs> even on a Saturday night that someone will open one. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that you should absolutely like it's Saturday. I'm having a drink. Like it's not an every night thing. And I mean, it's also, you have to maintain some sort of normalcy. So in a normal week, I would drink nights that I had shows. So I would have a cocktail on a Thursday and a cocktail on a Saturday, like two nights a week. I will have, you know, two or three drinks. I think that that's still normal. That's maintaining that balance. Yeah. On the flip side, I do definitely understand that feeling with like, particularly Southern parents. Like I kind of feel this way with, with uh, my in-laws of those little jokes that are not jokes that are not funny to anybody on either side of it that are just there for like behavioral control. And there's like, there's totally something to like, okay, I get what you're trying to say. And I can take this in the most loving version of what you wanted to say. And then there's also like, okay, I see the control you're trying to put on this and I'm going to buck that entirely. And it's always, it's always a, it's always a game of playing one of those two cards. Um, So yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that feeling. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's just been, you know, Jen, you mentioned structure and I will say that the most interesting thing is, is just um, when you are, I'm, dramatically older than my siblings. Uh, I'm 11 years older than the, the oldest other one that's here. And I feel like I have to maintain this, like, I'm, I'm always the adult, you know? So like, I don't feel like I can just sleep without setting an alarm right now, again, because of those jokes that Mm -hmm. people have made that aren't actually jokes. (laughs) So, you know, oh, well, aren't we the queen of Sheba? You know, I mean, just think, oh, you know, we typically wake up at six forty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Honestly, it is six forty-seven. You're just going to sleep the day away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been interesting. I, I would love to hear from both of you what your experience has been in. Um, and you mentioned that you're, you have 
uh, other guests coming up. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but, uh, the biggest thing that I've noticed is like my father really wants to protect and take care of his family, um, through this. And it's been this very interesting, like we've had a couple of big speeches that are sweet, uh, but, but are still very much like, this is out of my control. I love my family. I am the protector of my house. Uh, and I'm wondering if you, Ben, if you felt that way or, or Jen, if, if you felt that way or, or Adam. That's the reason I'm here on this work trip is, is knowing that the alternative was things being out of my control. I knew I would not get fired for not going on this trip. Um, but I didn't know what work looked like, uh, without, without having this, without having something. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's why I kind of uh, continued continued on the on the trip, um, even though it was uh, not ideal to be gone for for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I definitely I, I can relate to it. I can have, I can also relate to like I might be making a mistake, like I might be making the wrong choice, but there's no way of knowing on this side of it. Yeah, I think uh, for us, Adam has been in a unique position and kind of uniquely prepared for this. Because he lost his job a little over a year ago, and he went a year and three days without having work. So he was home all of the time uh, interviewing and, and, and trying to find work. So now his job is a work from home, but like not a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're used to being, we both work from home. We're used to being around one another. We have Addie here, but he also has tracked out school. So we're used to having him here three weeks, every six weeks anyway. So this isn't, it's not extremely out of the ordinary. I think if anyone is is having major issues, it's me because I teach slash perform five nights a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm the one that's struggling because like, I don't have anywhere to go and it's like, what are real pants? Mm-hmm. Um, but n- no, Adam hasn't, hasn't like protected. I think if anything, we are working on projects that we've been putting off. Um, I don't know. I think that Adam hates everyone anyway. So <laughs> he's glad that he doesn't have to be around people. Fair. Totally. Right. Yeah, my my aunt made a joke that this is actually my my stepdad's dream is uh, that it, <laughs> it, the whole family has to be in one place and we can't leave, but no one else can come to the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> sheepdogs. Yeah, you know, people talk about like if they if they get sheepdogs uh, as pets, they, they they want every they want, they want the whole herd in one room, and so it mm-hmm. becomes like a, it becomes a thing where. You know, the, this, this dog is constantly nervous because everybody has to be in the same room. It's like the thing I'm programmed for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that takes us to our final, uh, final question of the Ooh. podcast. What is the unexpected upside uh, or the thing that brings you the most joy? What's your silver lining of isolation? Oh, man. I have thought about this recently and, and it is, it's, uh, it's, it's slipping away. I, I will say, I think um, the unexpected upside, I would never have imagined. So my my brother, Will, lives in Florida. Sam is in college uh, in Charleston. Uh, normally, the only time that we are all in the same house is uh, for holidays. And that is, you know, when we have, you know, Will will get like five days of PTO. So we have to make the most of it. 
uh, I will say I was really not expecting all six of us to be in the house together. And that's really been the best part of, uh, of, of the, the quarantining. Um, it's just been like, oh, we're stuck here. And I really love being around them. And I like being around them long enough to get annoyed by them because I don't do that instinctively. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like that is there is something too like uh, adult, the adult version of your childhood relationships, uh, especially with siblings, where it's like, oh yeah, I I haven't uh, I haven't had to be mad about you being in the bathroom too long in years. <laughs> yeah, right. It's For like sure. me and my brother. Me and my brother have gotten along a lot, but part of it is just the fact that like we're mostly just uh airing the grievance of like oh man dad did this today you know like it's it's yeah it's us having to deal with you know deal with things together and less like oh right like you can also be you also have those tendencies or i also have those tendencies or we also get on each other's nerves this way yeah there's something like surprisingly uh comfortable about that oh i did not care to be around some of my siblings growing up but now it's the highlight of the few times we can all be together uh, so New Year's Eve, we're always together and sometimes uh, during the summer. And it's the best. Yeah. I love my brothers and sisters so much. I did not think that was possible, like, growing up being teenagers and just hating them so much. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, and you mentioned that, like, the adult dynamics, it's really remarkable to to know that I don't have to curtail anything with them, you know, like yeah. Will and Sam uh, are able to vote and, and uh, are able to drive around and will eventually pay taxes. You know, like I can kind of take a step back and just sort of get to know them as people. And I think yeah. that's the thing that I've really been enjoying with this, um, this, this opportunity uh, is that I have really been trying hard to get to know all three of the siblings on this side of my family as, as humans. Like I realized like, Oh, if somebody asked me, Hey, who is your sister's best friend? I wasn't going to be able to answer until now. Uh, right. And I can, you know, articulate it because I've asked her and I want to get to know her as a person. Um, and so that's been really a great gift. I've, I've loved that. I think just the art of conversation with, I mean, we have time. We talked about this in the last episode a little bit between Ben and I, but just the time to have real conversations because we don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Um, it's so lovely. We were talking I about how everybody's retired or like semi-retired. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really wanted that to be the case, you guys. And I, it is very possible that I am the only person that is doing this or feeling this way. But I know that I mentioned the FOMO. It, it's been a very interesting moment because on the one hand, I do, I know that I have time because where else am I going to go? But on the other hand, I feel like if I'm not careful, I will jump into, you know, I, I'm working from nine to six, you know, there's some leeway there, but then I'm like jumping into preparing dinner with my family. And then I'm used to just spending time with my family, but now I want to do these zoom calls. And then uh, I'm also working on, you know, a couple extra live streaming shows, you know, a, a different things like that. And then I'm thinking, damn, I actually feel like I have less time than I did in New York yeah. uh, because I'm being pulled in, in several different directions. Do you feel uh, that's I did not also think that the pressure of like, 
now that you that like society is putting on us of now that you have free time, what's that thing that's time consuming that you've never done and you should totally do? Like everyone is forced to make sourdough or learn yes. how to yodel. Well, again, with the embroidery, I mean, that is something that I've always wanted to do. But and you know, what's funny is that I didn't know that that was what everyone else was doing until I saw a reductress article about it. And it was <laughs> like local woman vows. She definitely won't pick up a, a, a craft during COVID-19. And I thought, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that is an actual thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think like... Uh... I, I kind of see that uh, the, the two different ways, right, of like, there are, if, if you're like, I guess here's, here's the way I'm trying to put this. Everybody in LA is talking about writing a screenplay, right? Yeah. Um, but then they don't, uh, or most of them don't, but some of them do. Uh, and now is the time where people are kind of being forced to put up or shut up. And so it kind of depends on how much you've, you've already been doing and how much you, you know, now... Uh, now have, I, I think like, uh, especially you're talking about with family, like family can automatically take up so much time in a, in a good way, like in a positive way. Um, but it can also end up being this thing where, uh, when everybody else is like, oh man, I was so bored today. Cause I had all this. It's like, oh man, I, it's not that you're missing out on things to do. You're missing out on boredom. <laughs> uh, right. like you're missing out on like other people, like being so bored that they, you know, watched three hours of Twitch streams of other people playing Jackbox games. Um, just to pull a completely fabricated example. and not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I see that people are binging shows and y'all that that just I have not had that opportunity to binge. And that's yeah. totally fine. I think I have too many opportunities, frankly, in Brooklyn where I'm like, oh, am I spending an entire Saturday in bed and uh, seamlessing? three meals yes yes i am (laughs) and i can't do that here (laughs) because in this house we get up at 6 40 in this house uh man yeah i think like uh if it makes you feel better um there are people who will hear this and their fomo will be aimed at you being at a house full of people you love um, you know, like, like there's as difficult difficult as it is inside that to have that feeling. Um, like I'll tell you this, I'm in a hotel room and I don't seamless, but I do Grubhub, you know, almost all my meals. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is, this is that lifestyle, but I have never had this. And it's not like, I I have like completely neutral feelings about it. I'm like, oh man, this is now just like what I have to do. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, any any FOMO that you have uh, is is also the other way around, um, and you know that's probably that's probably true outside of the outside of self isolation time. Um, but it's so hard to like think about it. It's so hard to like get you know get in that mindset. You're well, also I, looking at people's like highlight reel. People yeah. don't share their every day. I'm panicked because I don't have the good toilet paper that my butt's used to. Uh, I've got to use this crappy random like wiping your ass with sandpaper, completely fabricated, made up example. Totally. Uh, related I'm example. so pissed yes. in this example. I mean, I also want to make it clear yeah. before I sound like your first guest and then also your biggest asshole guest that I, I definitely, <laughs> I don't, I don't want it to sound like I, I don't know how fortunate I am. It has just been an absolutely 
a great experience to be able to be here this much with my family, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has this, like, it's almost like when you're, when you're uh, parenting is again, the wrong thing because I have neither been a step parent nor a parent. Uh, so mad respect to both of you, but I just mean like, I know that if I was a parent, I would be sitting there thinking like, okay, well we've, uh, we need to be filling every second of the day with, you know, no, X, Y, and Z and like, no, you don't. Right. But you know, no, it's just, it's easy. And I, and you may have that mindset. I'm telling you that that is the mentality that I struggle with. Uh, sure. so like, yeah, it's just been something that I think. I think you're hundred percent on the money. Uh, and I don't think anybody's going to listen to this and think, Oh, Meg's an asshole. I think they're going to, they're going to relate to it or feel, uh, feel that they're either going to feel exactly the way you feel, or they're going to feel the way about your life, the way you feel about theirs. And it's just, yeah. I, I think, uh, I think that the feeling of, uh, missing out because of what everybody else is putting out is probably one of the most universal things of like the 21st century, let alone like quarantine time. Um, so yeah, so Meg, thank you so much for, for sharing, uh, what's going on with you. <gasps> Being and Jen. You. Uh, that's yeah. us. That's us. You we guys, sure thank you. I love both of you. Uh, I think you guys are great. And, you know, kudos to you guys for starting, uh, isolation conversation. What a treat. And again, so honored to be a part of it. Uh, where can I find this podcast to, to subscribe and listen? That's a great question. Uh, that's a great question that we don't have the answer to, but we will. We will have the answer. Uh, we're waiting to record a few more, and then I'll I'll start. I'm teaching myself how to podcast. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> I'll be real honest. I love it. Um, well, if people would like to uh, to to follow me, and not only COVID, but also when I'm when I'm let loose. Uh, uh, please uh, find me at my my Instagram handle at mags203. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Such a professional. Is- you, you, you pivoted the plugs uh, for us. And I, oh, I love that. I, that, is, that, is, yeah. that is not a Southern uh, me joking. That is me authentically saying, thank you for knowing how a podcast should end. I am a plug <laughs> pig. I will be your plug pig. Uh, yeah. And also, if you're ever in New York and things are open, you should check out uh, Why Your Train is Fucked at Caveat and Versus. Because you're, you're, that's both of your jams, right? That's both of my jams. Come on out and jam with me and say that you heard this podcast and let's get a drink and uh, let's like visit all of the local bars to be able to keep them uh, in business after all oh. of this. I can't wait to go to Namwa. (gasps) The dumplings. All right. Uh, That's it for us. And uh, isolation conversations. Thank you so much. Yay. Yay. Yay.